I'm Chelsea Zaccato. And I'm Natalie Heacock. And this is Lumber Slingers. Each podcast, we will be bringing you relevant and useful industry information, including interviews with top lumber professionals and discussion of current events in the industry. Whether it be lumber grading, industry and market trends, or who's who in lumber, we hope to extend your current tally on industry knowledge. When was your, when's your cutoff today? I'm recording because this is a funny combo. So we're just starting. <laughs> what was that? What's your cutoff today? Uh, He's got a meeting right at 12 our time. So right. Yeah, 12 your time. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, so we start. We have time. Well, we, d- we were talking about tanning salons and um, the stickers um, that we used. Uh, Trent, did you? That's, that's a really <laughs> bad segue when you- <laughs> we were talking. <laughs> <laughs> did you tan at a tanning salon and did you use a sticker we should definitely back this up a little bit because that is not <laughs> that's why i hit record i thought it was pretty good <laughs> oh that was a great great segue um i have not i was speaking more so of the the vast difference between me and my wife on how we tan where like i am the easiest tanner in the whole wide world and i get a lovely lovely skin tone after being in the sun for like just a couple of hours and my wife can literally bake for hours on end and come back and still look like she's never been in the sun. But I just found out that it's probably because she has different UV rays that affect her and it's UV a B UVA is the one that brought it's backwards. Cause you think B would be bronze, but UVA, I believe bronzes the melanin in your skin. UVB creates more. So tanning, some tanning beds could work on fair skin people. Um, Cause you can bronze them melanin that you have rather than because you don't you can't really control that outside what rays you're getting because it's going to depend on where you're at so in a tanning bed you can you can actually there's bronzing beds only you could go into that only have the one ray that bronzes you which i believe is uva i've Um, never been to a tanning bed just putting that out there just okay (laughs) so you never had a playboy bunny sticker on your lower hip uh i did not but (laughs) Coincidentally, it's funny you bring that one up because that is the exact same sticker that my wife had, which is why I was literally picturing that. I was like, apparently that's like the go-to one, but no, I never. Okay, but I thought like the bunny was kind of screwed up because you could just place the sticker a little wrong and then it just looked like a long blob. So I liked the heart. That was like an outline or the palm tree even got a little wishy-washy there. So I've never heard of a palm tree. That seems like that might be a little too intricate. You know, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, you have to place it literally in the same spot every time. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Heart yeah, the heart, the, seems, the heart seems like it'd be the best. Yeah, it was just like an outline. Mm-hmm. There was a heart, a palm tree, a sun, Playboy bunny. Yeah, but the Playboy uh, bunny has a more, I think if you're trying to gear it towards the guy skewed perspective, that's probably the one you're going there because it's kind of like, you know, the, you know, it's skewing more towards that, that demographic, so to speak. <laughs> yes, so to speak. If my yeah. mom knew that I had a Playboy bunny tan outline on my lower hip, whew, Exactly. Yes. But if you had a palm tree, she'd be like, that's so cute, sweetie. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. No, every time I had to hide tan for my mom because she didn't, she thinks that, you know, it's bad. And uh, I would get home and she'd be like, what's oh. that? What's that smell? You smell like the tanning salon. Oh my God. Yeah. Because like you literally are like, you smell like charred skin. You can't hide it until you shower. <laughs> <laughs> you smell like charred skin. You're really selling this one to me right now. <laughs> I worked at it. It was my very first job when I turned 16. My first job was at a tanning salon called Executive Tans. Ooh. And yeah, it was 
pretty special. I washed beds off of, you know, after sweaty people went in and tanned after the gym all day long. So did you ever hours. see those people that got um the rashes, like the oh, yeah. skin, whatever? Yeah. I'll never forget. I accidentally put somebody in for the wrong time. This is like something I'll never forget. They wanted to go in for like eight minutes and the salon was super busy. And usually on your, on their account, you could see like what they normally go for. And she normally went for 20 minutes. So I must've just been distracted. And I went back to her account and put her in for what she normally does. But I didn't realize that it was like two years ago. That was the last time she was, she like almost sued the salon. I mean, it was awful. She was a very well-known real estate agent in Denver and she was mad. She was really tan though, to be fair. Or I was like, okay, first of all, lady, can't you tell like eight minutes and 20 minutes? Don't you kind of maybe feel, I know it's my fault. I'm not, not taking ownership, but like, that's a big difference. Like, why don't you check the timer? Be like, huh. At some point. You would like think, I would because I get hot that. and uncomfortable in those things and I'm bored. So I'd be checking every five seconds. Yeah, that's bad. I mean, she is probably like de- degrees, third degrees burns. Uh, she was, <laughs> she honestly looked like a leather lady. <laughs> I won't mention her name. <laughs> uh, she was mad. It anyway. didn't change much anyway. <laughs> um. So how's it going, guys? <laughs> so on that note, lumber. Yeah. Well, actually, I've realized there's one more thing we need to address beforehand, just because, I mean, we got to keep with the times of what we've always spoken about. And um, I think it would be remiss if I didn't bring up the fact that everyone's favorite pop artist and everyone's favorite not pop artist is coming out with a new album in April. So um, that was very exciting news in this household from, you know, my wife's perspective. And she did want me to bring up one other note that after this was announced, she went to Taylor Swift's Instagram and she was nerdily impressed with herself because she was the first person to like taylor swift's instagram Stop post it. and it made her feel really excited so wow I she was literally excited about that like very very excited i was no that's like, impressive okay. and it was crazy like. she, yeah and she refreshed it like seconds like after we had seen it and there was like two hundred thousand likes i was like oh my gosh i was like uh uh she has such a huge reach uh. oh my god that would be so cool to get a screenshot uh, or like a screen recording of being the first person to like it yeah that's wild i think she got a screenshot of it honestly i think she did and i don't know if you had ordered the album like i went to order it for her for her for, for a present so this is not gonna be a very good surprise at this point in time but hey what are you gonna do right oh. um <laughs> so what are we gonna do but half of it got ruined anyway because they had some like special edition um cd with like a bookmark and some other tchotchke stuff on there and like I was it, it was insane. Like I've ordered lots of stuff before online, but there was a literal waiting line to check out and it was an hour long. And I ended up by the what? time I got there, it crashed on me and I had to do it again. And long story short, that sold out so I could only get her the vinyl. But I was like, there was an wow. hour long wait to pre-order a record. Like that's bonkers. I guess I didn't realize that it had opened for pre-order when she wow. announced it. That is insane. Yeah. It, it, her, it, you're it, right. Her reach is insane. It really is. It, it, it honestly, it, it doesn't even seem fathom fathomable. Is that is that, is that right? I, I, right? I was telling Chelsea this morning that somebody asked Beyonce if Taylor was going to be on her new album that she announced on the Grammys, and she said an interesting answer. I need to look it up. I should look it up. Yeah, I or, is it, it Beyonce's new album that she announced during the Super Bowl or Taylor's album at the Grammys? Oh, Beyonce's during the Super Bowl. Yeah. She, oh, I didn't even know she'd announced one, honestly. Yeah, I, I didn't either. That. Like, why would you, I don't know why you would announce it during that time, but I kind of yeah. like her don't, don't GAF energy about it. Um, 
and uh, yeah, well, I like, I like how Taylor that. did it because it was kind of like a left turn because it seemed like a lot of people um were thinking she was going to do like a at least is what my wife said is they were thinking she was going to maybe do another taylor's version of what was it reputation Reputation. we're all waiting for reputation to come out it's her last one that she re-recorded oh from her masters um, being sold from underneath her but Mm. um that was was fake news everybody it was fake news news. look two hours ago an article just came out saying uh swift is not featured on bay's new record darn that would have been nice i know yeah a little buried in the hatchet or the you know what people think is a hatchet that needs to be buried which i don't even know if it needs to be or not but you know kanye came out and was talking positive about her if you saw yesterday in an instagram why do i know so much about this Whoa. what is wrong i i I misinterpreted i thought he was saying something bad about her well, he no, wasn't it, that's what people thought but then he came out and he said another thing where he was talking about like how He's got nothing, you know, but positive things. You know, he thinks that, you know, like she's her and Beyonce are both great for the industry. You know, they're selling out shows. He has, he also says some random. He's like, he's like, said something I forget how he phrased it about like, yeah, I'm, he's like, you're somebody like, I like you, but then you don't have to like me or something was come, some kind of weird backhanded compliment there. But no, he was talking about how he, was, he stood up for her or he agreed, you know, and tried to help fight in some capacity you know when she had the masters taken or you know he didn't you know he tried you know push back on that too it was basically stuff of being like hey i have no beef with her at all you know like more power to her she's awesome you know we should all stick together you know i mean we're all kind of getting hosed by the big media companies you know the spotify's with the streaming and you know they're dividing the pie up not fairly amongst everyone so we should all you know fighting doesn't help anyone kind of an overall thing you guys the rumors are insane why all I can see is that there was a rumor that Taylor got Kanye kicked out of the Super Bowl. Yeah, he said that. And then Kanye is like, "No, that did not happen." Like, who makes this shit up? Uh, that was actually um, a football player. Uh, um, who was it? Um, gosh, was it? I'm blanking on who it was, but it was an old wide receiver. Not old, but you know, one that has retired since. I'm blanking out on what his name was. That said, sure. that rumor or that kicked yeah. him out. Oh. No, that said that he had gotten kicked, they, that she got him kicked out. And then he was oh like, no, I was doing there. And I, you know, just want to take my wife to uh, her Super Bowl. She'd never been there, you know, so on and so forth. And now that kind of stuff. So, so I, a lot weird. of it, is, it just ends up being that super duper clickbait because, you know, if you put a Kanye's name on it, Taylor Swift's name these days, regardless exactly. of if you like or dislike either of them, people click on it because either they dislike the person or they like the person. For, kind of- former NFL star Brandon Marshall says on his yes, podcast. Thank oh you. Oh, hey, Marshall should know that he was a Bears receiver. I should know that. See, yeah, geez, Trent. Do you really want to deal Bush with fifties? Start false rumors, like right? Like that's not a not a great plan with that there, bud. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know, but yes. Yeah, so that's a pretty cool thing coming out. So I thought it would be remiss if we didn't bring that up. You know, just we got to bring it up. <laughs> you know, I want to say. So uh, Natalie's a family of Niners fans and I'm a family of Chiefs fans. So um, we were, well, we were pretty silent to each other during the game, but at the end we were both agreeing. We just wanted it to be over because it was absolute torture for both of us. Um, But then Natalie said some, well, first of all, Natalie was like, good game, which was really sweet of her. And then, um, and then you said, uh, what did you say about the content we got from it? Oh, I said it was worth the content. <laughs> yes, so much Taylor Swift content yeah. from it. <laughs> there's either there's way, pretty, either way, it was a good, good Taylor time for for oh, everyone. Yeah. The only thing I had that I had a biggest issue with was when it came to showing her is they showed her at some of the most random times. I'm like, like 
Kelsey would make a catch and then they wouldn't show her. And then like something like the kicker would make a field goal and like, that's the time to go. I'm like, I mean, that's fine if you want to do that. But at least like, I mean, like make it make a little bit more sense on that. And they said, I mean, in reality, Kelsey wasn't catching the ball for the first half of the game. So they had to like find an excuse. (laughs) I liked when she chugged her drink. That was my favorite part. I didn't see that. I only heard about it. Damn, missed it. Well, the one thing I'll just say about the game is I was uh, I was being a hater and I was cheering against the Chiefs just because I I just want you know other teams to win too and I you know I don't mind dynasties but I'm like Patrick Mahomes is so young he's gonna win so many more like you know I don't know if the 49ers will come back for a while I just think the biggest faux pas they had was going for that field goal like they shouldn't have gone for that you have to know that Mahomes is gonna go down and score and at a minimum they're gonna kick a field goal so it's like I just think you got to kind of go for it there. It's like, it's like you have the chance to just go for it. That's me. Now that's easy to Monday morning quarterback, but you know, but, but also like, I guess they weren't clear on the rules. Also, I, I'm hearing, what's like, I'm hearing that the Niners weren't clear on the overtime rules and that's why they went for the field goal. Otherwise they might've gone for a touchdown. It's but, really a not good time to not be clear on the rules. Yeah, it's a bad time. That's kind of a competence <laughs> also, on their behalf. Everybody's like, we're confused. I'm like, well, the TV literally showed the new overtime rules before overtime started. Like, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, they put it up like for a few seconds to hmm. review. Yeah, but you um, just got to know that. Yeah, I mean, I guess the Chiefs had like meetings about overtime and what their strategy was in overtime. That's smart. And they yep. were going to defer the ball if they got the coin toss. Which is I did, second. I did so report where when they when the 49ers took it, like they showed like a picture of Mahomes. He took it and he was like, huh? <laughs> he's like, wait, you're doing what? And then like, and even the like, I guess the refs were like, Are you sure? And they're like, Yeah, I'm like, okay. But it's pretty funny to hear. You gotta give credit to Brock Purdy for the pressure, amount of pressure he had all season. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. the last pick of the draft. Yeah, Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, and yep. he to carry a team all the way to the Super Bowl, that's pretty insane. Yeah. So you have to give that credit where it's due. And yeah, and it was a good game team too. Overall. I mean, Chiefs are a freaking great team. That's why I was rooting against them, is because they're so good. I mean, it's 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 like the Patriots used to be. It's easy to root against them, not even in a mean way, just because they're so good. So to your 100%, point, though, I was so sick of the Patriots. Them. Like, I know yeah. that's why I feel like people are gonna be like that against the Chiefs, like. Okay, let somebody else play now because I don't want to watch the Super Bowl every year when it was the Patriots every year. It's fun to watch yep. different teams and like it's also fun to have different, you know, East versus West. And so mm-hmm. it, when it's two East Coast teams, it's not fun to watch either, in my opinion. And when it's two mm-hmm. West Coast teams. So um anyway, I and you know what, for my own sake and my stress, I just like would like a break a little yeah. bit. Like <laughs> Super Bowl is not fun to watch when it's your team. Well, I've been a 49ers fan for like 13 years and they've gone to the Super Bowl three times in that time span and they haven't won it once oh. so that's really fun <laughs> it makes me feeling better i'm a bears fan and we haven't won one since the year who are the bears born in 85 are, yeah are they exactly. in the nfl or I, I think they are i'm not sure i think they might be getting back to like the triple a or what i'm not sure you know when, like that. when was yeah. the last time they won 85 Ooh, wasn't born yet yeah, I was born in 84 so i mean technically i was alive for it so i can always grasp onto that but i mean obviously not that's a long, long, long ways to grasp. Okay, I'm not going to complain anymore. Yeah, so, you know, I got that going for me, I guess. So, technically, all my teams have one in my lifetime. I just have not been aware of them all, but it still counts, I think, right? Yeah, it, it still counts. does. So. It counts. The Cubs one is the important one. That was a great one. That was a huge victory for us. So, that's all the one that I really cared about, and that was glorious. So, that's a whole different podcast. We can get onto that one. My <laughs> goodness. <laughs> oh, awesome. 
like um should we talk about lumber now is it time oh yeah i forgot that's what we're supposed to do aren't we i know i want to talk about taylor and football and everything else but (laughs) (laughs) all righty rue yes 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 so who would like to start with their favorite article Hmm. i will start because i have a easy one and i think yours is deep natalie told me what she's gonna talk about so mine's gonna be quick um and I practiced how to say his name so I don't butcher it, but just me saying that, I'm going to butcher it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the new president for Tampa International Forest Products, yes, Sam yes, yes. Baracano. Yep, yes, yes. Baranco. Sam Baranco. I, yep, I knew you'd get there. <laughs> <laughs> he um, literally is one of my favorite people in the industry, and he has been since I got into sales. And so I just thought it was really cool to see him rising up to the top. I've been following and looking up to him for a long time. He's a very positive guy. He was a mentor. um, I attended Wood Basics for Nala back in 2016. And it was um, paired with EMI at the time, I believe. um, And it was all in Corvallis, Oregon. And we had a mentoring session with everybody who was attending Executive Management Institute, came in and talked to all the students of Wood Basics. And so I got to sit at a table with Sam and I wrote down all these notes he gave and he was just so positive and encouraging about it is hard, you know, in this industry, it's hard at first, once you find your people and you find the products and you learn more, you'll get more confident. And so it was just really scary for me in the beginning where I was like, I didn't know much. I didn't know many people. And so he was just very positive and encouraging. And he always has been every time I see him. He's so personable and remembers, you know, your name, remembers what you do. And so um, that was just exciting for me to see. I I think I saw the announcement on LinkedIn, but the press release came out. And so that was exciting to see that um, good things are happening to good people. So Mm -hmm. that was one of my favorite uh, stories. Similar note also, you know, happy retirement to Joe Brown as well. I've interacted with him in multiple times and he's, he's great as well to interact with. I've had a ball, you know, working with him throughout the years, you know, in different capacities at the traders market and stuff. So happy retirement to him as well. Yes, a lot to be celebrating. Yes. That's a, what a feel good story. It, yeah. it just feels good. Yeah. Oh, are you mine's, bring us down mine's boring and not fun. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is interesting and intelligent. <laughs> um, I was telling Chelsea cause I was all excited cause I'm a nerd. But I was reading the inner four quarterly earnings report. That was a couple days ago. I think that was mm-hmm. that was this week, right? Monday, maybe. I yes, don't know. I believe so. Um, yes. And their little last bullet point, they started talking about the duty, which was also within the last week, I think. Um, yep. And they are recognizing some income from the duty, which I think is really an interesting position. And so then we dug a little deeper, pulled up their annual financial statements, found their disclosure on the duty, and it's really cool. And now I want to pull up like all these Canadian companies that are are public companies because it shows, it's this little chart and it shows, you know, the duty rates at different periods of time, how much they paid in, the difference between the preliminary rate and the final administrative rate, and then that creates potentially can create some income or expense and then what they recognize then they acquired a company and they so then they acquired the duty rights from that company so it's just really interesting and there's a ton of information and then my favorite part was they had a little paragraph in there which I should have pulled it up but it said 
basically like, we do not agree with this duty and we are going to fight it for as long as possible. But it was tons of information that I didn't know that, that they were disclosing. So then if they're disclosing it, all the other big guys must be too. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's a good question. I don't know if they get that granular. I've seen it in some of the um, releases from like the government. They'll do some of the top ones in there in kind of broad terms. But I personally, to your point, I've never seen it in financial results that I've actually recall off the top of my head. So, you know, but that's, if you yeah, just read I financial statements, you can get a lot of information out of them. That's what I've heard. <laughs> Look at nighttime reading material. To be fair, I mean, if you if you think it's boring, it would theoretically put you to sleep, though. So maybe that's a good time to read it. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> so, excuse me. So, no, but I I do like financial statements, though, because I you know I got the whole finance background, so I think it's interesting. You know, kind of keeps you on the pulse of the market and the industry too. Totally. Yeah. Nerd alerts, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's why i'm natalie because i'd never read that stuff but then when she tells me i'm like oh scandalous <laughs> <laughs> well mine's kind of in the middle ground it's not a feel good or anything like that it's just i thought it was kind of an interesting one which it came out um two days ago now roughly i think it came out on the 13th um it was element five they had gotten a strategic investment from Hesslatcher group if i hopefully didn't butcher that because i'm super terrible at saying anything that's from Europe and, you know, sounding like I know what I'm talking about. So the reason I thought it was kind of cool is because they invested in Element 5 and they're a CLT manufacturer. You know, they do other stuff from Gulan Beams as well. But I always enjoy hearing more investment in that since that's kind of a new area in our industry. And, you know, the more and more that kind of takes on, I feel like that has a very interesting possibilities and potentially endless possibilities. That sounds cliche and nerdy, but I think it's a really cool development they've made over the past handful of years. And, you know, when you hear more and more and more money put into it, I feel like as a higher path for acceptance and, you know, universal acceptance across, you know, the board, whether it be, you know, in the U.S. markets or in the Canadian markets as well. So um, I should also man mention that the Hesslatcher group, probably butcher that again, um, they also do CLT over in Europe as well. So, you know, for what it's worth. So, I mean, you're kind of seeing it more across the board. So Element 5 is such like a hip name. It's like not an uh, old school lumber company. It's like a cool lumber company. There's five layers in the CLT, I wonder. Hmm. That'd be cool. I wonder why. We should look into that. It's a great idea. I wonder if it says, but their logo is pretty cool too also because I know they're a huge advocate of, you know, classy looking logos. I think you're going to like this one. I really do. <laughs> Let's get um, Chelsea. Chelsea's hot take on the logo. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, all things considered. I mean, I, I liked it. I liked it. You know, it's got the kind of modern-y look to it, at least I thought, and whatnot. So, I mean, yeah. to be fair, it's not the word modern, so I guess that's... <laughs> it's like an octagon with a tree in it. Is that... Am I yeah, it's like right simple, now? but it looks, you know, it looks classy, you know? It's not showy, offy, but I, I thought it was, you know, simple, sim simple, but it looks almost like there's like a tree, you know? Like, it's kind of a fun little thing. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. You're I like, like Trent, I hate it. <laughs> no, no, I actually like no. it. <laughs> it's not a black cat wolf thing. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna get canceled. I know. Yep. <laughs> and you're getting pulled from sound out. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, let's get to some other fun stuff we have here. So, mergers and acquisitions. So, the first one that I don't, I don't think we covered this one because we wouldn't have talked about this because it came out right after we last spoke. Um. Nation's Best has made another acquisition. So they've been kind of making fun little acquisitions all across the place, you know, and they recently acquired Malone Homes. 
Malone, yeah, sorry, Malone Home Center in Greenville, Kentucky. So um, that they said that in the press release that now that purse that brings up their complete store count to 52 stores across 16 states. So, you know, quite a bit of expansion over, I forget when they were formed. I should know that. Um, 2019. So, you know, they, they're not playing around. Let's put it that way. <laughs> that's, that's quite expansion. So yeah, that's, that's fast. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, now one other one that is a merger acquisition that is very interesting to me, because this kind of comes on the heels of one that we spoke about last time is, um, do you remember the whole PGT, um, masonite um miter brands situation that happened where um let me think how does this make sure so pgt was going to gosh i I hope i don't have this backwards they were going to acquire no masonite was going to acquire pgt yes then miter came in and they had another offer to acquire pgt oh yes Yes. and they took it over and so then you know that broke off well (laughs) On the 8th of this month, all of a sudden, Owen's Corner came in like, guess what, guys? We're going to acquire Masonite. I was like, mind blown. So it's just been kind of a few months for all these companies tied together. And I was just like, what? That's It was just kind of a very interestingly and almost poetic end to the whole saga where you're like, oh, okay, there we go. So now we have pretty pretty cheap, though, only 3.9 billion. Yeah, I was just thinking about maybe I was kind of mad that I didn't think of it first. I was like, pocket change, you know. <laughs> yeah, you should have tried. You missed out. Yeah, but it, see, they, they did 3.9 because then it doesn't sound as bad. If they would have gone four, then you're like, that's a little too pricey, you know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So the 3.9, you know, they're basically giving it away at that rate. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was just kind of an interesting, you know, way to tie all of that, you know, all those shenanigans up between all the companies that were going there. And I still saw actually some come through where, I think they're voting in March. Um, PGT and Miter Brands are. I forget which one. It's just to make sure that that goes through. So, assuming that all goes through, it's going to be it's going to be a very interesting end from where we started. Like I think it was literally in December, if I remember initially, and now you know we're in February and we're like so it's kind of a whole little crazy crazy situation there. So, yes, all's well that ends well, as they say, right? Yes, yes, yes um so i don't know this one is a similar vein but i don't know if this one really fit in but this was also a highly read one so i'm not gonna go super hard into it because we just went about talked about this company but owens corning also announced that they're trying because it's kind of an ancillary business that's not really overly relevant completely but part of it is um because it will well, just hear me out so they're <laughs> they're initiating a strategic <laughs> review for alternatives for their glass reinforcements business um, because they're trying to strengthen their position more so in the building and construction materials area. So they're, so it sounds like they're kind of basically looking to maybe potentially sell that area off is how I gather what they're saying to kind of be able to kind of more focus in on maybe what they feel are their strengths at this point in time. So I thought that was kind of interesting because it literally came out, if I recall, the day after the Masonite um, news came out. Yeah, the day after. So it was like, boom, boom. So, you know, just like banger after banger by them. It's like, well. Banger after banger. <laughs> uh, Owen's Corning, man. Yeah, that Owen's Corning don't get you. <laughs> right? They're always shooting out those bangers. I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. So, yeah. I don't know if you have anything you want to say about that one. I'm pretty much said all. 
Now, let's quickly switch gears to something that is a little bit more unhappy in the short term, but hopefully in the long run, we'll be okay. And then we can get into more happier stuff again. So, um, Roseboro uh, Company LLC, you might have seen this come out, I believe it was uh, the end of last week on Friday. Um, they have a put on a temper, temporary, temporary, thank you, curtailment of their Springfield, Oregon stud mill. So, obviously, we've had these things come across before. You know, it's never fun to report on. Um, and they did mention that, you know, there's going to be 40 different employees that are going to be affected by this. Um, afterwards, they will still have a headcount total across the company. Um, I mean, across, I'm sorry, across the location of 295 employees. Now, the one thing that was positive, so to speak, is that um, they do plan to resume the curtailed uh, mill at some point in time. And they said it's going to be in conjunction with some um, expansion pro uh, to an expansion that they're um, currently planning to do there. So it's, uh, you know, you never want it to happen in general, but at least if it's not a permanent, cur you know, curtailment, that always makes me feel much better knowing that there is a good chance. And, you know, what they've said is their goal is to absolutely have this back on track, you know, at some period of time within the, you know, I, I want to say within the next year or two, I want to say, I don't know if they gave a for an actual time frame, but for some reason that's what's sticking in my head, but I way could be off. And so do not quote me on that, please. Um, uh, yeah, I don't believe it actually said an actual, an actual time frame. So yeah, I'm wrong on that. Yeah. I don't see a time frame. So forget that last part. Pretend that never happened. That didn't happen. <laughs> didn't happen. Don't say anything. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't say that. <laughs> this ain't the news. <laughs> no, 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 no. But see, quick fact check. Boom. Done. <laughs> um was it just it was like a stud mill yes yep 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 that that they're um that, that they're doing there so um there it looks like in the the interim they're gonna say they're kind of be focusing more on their glue lamb beams and kind of the mass timber i mean that are being used in the mass timber area you know in um, residential construction and they also had mentioned um the like i'd said the expansion so they're gonna do a hundred million dollar investment um that they announced in 2023 mm -hmm. to um kind of support their gulam business so that's why i believe like after that's finished and they're kind of looking to at that point in time you know hopefully resume operations then so keep our eyes on that you know so you know uh, yeah I don't know on it in two years <laughs> we'll be back yeah, yeah two years thanks <laughs> way to hold me to it yeah. <laughs> well hopefully it creates you know if they're focusing on re reinvesting into you know making it better then hopefully these employees can have a job to come back to or exactly other opportunities within the company at least you would hope exactly so you know like like i said you know never fun to report that but you know i mean hopefully you know it's the short-term pain and then you know long-term maybe more you know gain for everyone you know including the you know the employees that are you know had you know temporary been laid off hopefully that means that maybe long term they'll be able to you know come back and have you know more i guess for like better way to say more secure jobs going forward would be ideal yeah and i guess the one other thing is that it being where it's at located um there's so many lumber mills mm -hmm. and hopefully other opportunities locally at different companies you know when a lumber mill closes that's a lot of time when other companies can get the talent yep. um mm -hmm you know, that got laid off. So maybe there's some availability in Philomath. Yeah. Philomath. Lumber.com. Philomath, Oregon has <laughs> openings. I wonder where, I, know, I don't know. They like talented people. Wonder, who's, who's located there? God, <laughs> nah, who knows? I'm sure. I'm sure we'll figure it out somewhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
So let's switch gears and head back to the more positive area. And we're going to kind of go back on um, your initial article that you were looking at, Chelsea, and, you know, kind of stay in the four city trading group area. And we're going to celebrate um, a retirement and also an appointment. So Craig Johnston, very close to my last name. So, you know, you know, just take the T out and we're boom, take the T, put in there. Perfect. Beautiful. Um, he is going, he, I shouldn't say going to, he retired on February 1st from his um, position as CEO. And then Derek Coder is now taking over. So um, I believe this had been kind of informally, maybe announced a little bit before this as well. If I remember correctly, I think they yeah. mentioned that this be happening. So, you know, it officially has now been taken over and, you know, everything has come to fruition. So um, they did say that um, Craig is going to stay on as chairman of the board. So he was, will still be involved in um, some capacity, which is, you know, obviously, you know, a great thing to have, you know, anyone with that kind of, you know, experience and leadership on there because um, he'd been with the company for 42 years, I said, um, um, you know, around. So good news. Another, I, I liked Craig a lot the couple of times I met him. He's solid dude from my experience and so from the best on his retirement and uh hopefully the next person follows his path and um does a good job yep big nope. company to Derek. run exactly nope Derek is great nothing but good you know I, I know he'll do a great great job there so I mean they're in great hands you know so it's a couldn't pick a better person in my opinion you know so this you know, it's always happy when you, you know, when you see people that are, you know, going to retirement and also slightly jealous because I feel like it's so far out. I can't even get close to reaching it yet. So I'm like, oh, oh. it's far and then close all at the same time. I just feel like it's super far, but you know, that's just, I guess the glass, glass half empty part of me, which I'm usually pretty optimistic, but you know, that part is just like, oh, it's so fleeting. So far Please away. join our GoFundMe for trans retirement um, linked in the show notes. <laughs> I like it. There we go. <laughs> Feel sorry for me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, more positive stuff. Promotions. Weeks Forest products. I don't know if you happen to see this one. I came out um last week. I believe it was last Wednesday. Um, so um see Mike Thomas has been promoted to division leader of the Logan Lumber Operations and here we go. Another Trent butchering of a last name because I'm terrible at everything pronunciation wise. Um, Pete Perida, he was formerly division leader, is now been promoted to regional vice president of the Midwest and Southeast. So good news there all around, you know, promotion. Good job, guys. All them. If I butcher anyone's Moving name, and I shaking. apologize. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. Shake a shake a shake. <laughs> <laughs> we need sounds. Yeah. I will never do that again. I promise. I will never do that again. I'll never, never. <laughs> oh, goodness. So here we go. Here's one um, that you can definitely have some direct input on. And then, you know, this will, then Natalie can maybe commiserate with this report and, you know, maybe, you know, <laughs> shed some insight. NHB, housing affordability remains near historic lows. Womp, womp. So speaking of that, how's the house? Still on the market. Oh. In a tough spot, man. I'm in a tough spot. I don't know what to do. Do I pull it off the market for a couple of months? Let it rest? Do I drop the price a little bit? I don't know. Do you have a gut instinct of anything? Or are you just kind of letting it kind of play out for right now? I kind of want to pull it off the market. My gut says, go pull it off. Go for spring. Like, 
if -hmm. interest rates really do cool off like they say they're going to everybody's going to be i think it'd be worth it to see if you could get the equity you need out of the house rather than cut the price like take two months off so relist on april 15th that's a great day you know i really am a huge fan of that day that's a probably the best day of the year yeah it is how'd you know that's so (laughs) weird that you realize that that's your birthday's tax day yeah, it's pretty cool. Isn't it how everyone hates my birthday? It's awesome. <laughs> wow. So I feel like I was kind of destined to have some level of accounting in me. That's why I have a minor in accounting because I feel like, it, like I said, it was my. Yeah, all April 15th babies should have some level of accounting. Yeah, if not. <laughs> That's so pretty, rude. Pretty <laughs> You're born on this shit day, not do this shit thing. <laughs> hey, Sorry, I know you like it. I know, I know you love it. <laughs> That's why you're sometimes. <laughs> To be fair, when it falls on a weekend, then tax day is actually on a different day. So not everyone hates me on that. I think last year it ended up being like the 17th or something like that when they're doing Yeah, yeah, like- it does change because uh, I had my best friend growing up. Her birthday was April 14th. So hers fell on tax day sometimes. There we go. See, so there we go. So then she can commiserate with me on that day. Oh, this, this year it's a Monday. Oh. Uh, well, there we go. And everyone can come back to hate me again. Super cool. You know what sucks, Trent, which I don't mean to make you even more mad, but it's a leap year. So your birthday was going to be on a Sunday, but it got pushed. (laughs) You know what I found out, though, that helps me because I never realized when leap years are. And then I realized something where someone showed to help me remember leap years are every time there's an election. So that's how you can remember it. Didn't realize that until someone brought that up. So that's how we remember going forward. I was like, huh, pretty cool. And uh, well, I think the Olympics are all screwed up. Is it Summer Olympics this year? It's every four years? I saw so the summer ads recently. Yep, yep, yep. But during this, I think it was, no, I don't know if I was doing a Super Bowl. It might have been something else we were watching. I forget. What was it? But yeah, yeah it was People watch Olympics. the Olympics anymore. It used to be such a big deal. 1996, love, but not anymore. 1996? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, we're going real far back. Huh? We, I've watched them like, since then. <laughs> yeah, I have. Me, I got to say I have as well. Um, you know, um, yeah, I can see how they're not necessarily as popular, but the weird thing is one of my favorite things to watch was the Winter Olympics curling. I don't know why. I think it's super awesome to watch. It's like, it's bizarrely fun. I don't know why. It's just super cool. I love the bobsleds. Mm, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're stressful, though. You're like watching. You're like, this is super fun, but if something goes wrong, it's going to be catastrophic. Yeah. <laughs> and in the luge things, too, you're like, mm, 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 mm. I'm a gymnastics girly, so I love summer. I love the Summer Olympics. That's why I liked 96. It was the best American dream team. I don't know if we've had one since. But... <laughs> did you do gymnastics then when you were younger too? I did. I, did, yeah. uh, I thought I was going to be in the Olympics. Oh, really? How long did you do them for? Mm, I was probably, did it from like 10 to 14. Oh, wow. I, I was good, but um, I realized that I didn't want to dedicate my life. Like, it's you turn 20 and you're like irrelevant. So I oh, read wow. a book by a girl on the 90, 1996 Olympic team, Shannon Miller. And she talked about what a sacrifice it is and on your body and on your life and your friendships. And I was like, okay, I'm out. out. Like, I'm good. <laughs> I started missing sleepovers. I had practice every night. I was like, do I want this? You know? And I pondered and pondered and I decided I didn't, but it was too late. I had already stunted my growth. So I stayed stuck at 5'4 forever. <laughs> I pondered, anyway, that's a I whole other podcast. <laughs> you got a couple of ancillary podcasts coming up, huh? <laughs> got a Cubs one, a gymnastics one. Maybe just a sports one, apparently, in general. <laughs> yeah. 
goodness gracious oh yeah Oh yeah, but just to make you feel real positive about everything, Natalie, um, they basically said in this article that um, it, that you know mortgage rates in you know the last end of the last year, the fourth quarter had a twenty year high. I think it was in the fourth quarter, and it says that according to the NHB and the HOI, which is the Wells Fargo Housing Opportunity Index, should probably just said that instead of abbreviating because that was counterproductive. Um, just 37.7% of new and existing homes sold between the beginning of October and December were affordable to families earning a medium income of $96,300, which is identical, not really identical because it's 37.4, identical would be literally 37.7 again, so might want to change that around, but that's neither here nor there. Um, 37.4 posted in the third quarter of last year, which was the lowest reading since NHB began tracking the affordability on a consistent basis at 2020, I mean, 2012. Does it say what the affordable house prices for that income level? Come again? Like what, what is the median house cost for that median income level of $92,000? It didn't say, it just said that you couldn't afford it. Wait, hold on, let's see. Uh, national median <laughs> home price, here we go. <laughs> I found it, I found it, I found it. I was lied. I put up, a, I'm sitting on a throne of lies right now. Throwing lies right there. Um, <laughs> in the the median home price was three hundred and seventy five thousand in the fourth quarter, which is down from three hundred and eighty eight thousand in the third quarter. Oh, so, so buy my house. Are <laughs> <laughs> you giving it away? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it does say the top five affordable major housing markets, which is East Lansing, Michigan, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Indianapolis, Indiana. Dayton, Ohio, Akron, Ohio. Let's see what the that's not, those are major ones. Nothing least, in Oregon. <laughs> least affordable. The West Coast. All located in guess what state? Which were the least affordable? Take a guess on the state. Uh, I would say California, New York. It's just one state, actually, all five of them, and you nailed it, California. Oh, it goes yes. Santa Maria, the Pinta. No, I'm sorry, that's <laughs> something different. Um, Santa Maria, San Luis Obispo. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Um, I told you, I can't pronounce things. This is terrible. I can't either. Uh, I just had a friend that lives there. It's only recently. Oh, there, there you go. Napa, Salinas. I think I may have said that. Salinas. Right. I tried. And Mer 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 Mercedes? Mercedes? That's, I've never even heard of that before. It's like Mercedes without the ES on it. So whatever that is. Mercedes. Yeah, Merce Merced. Yep, that sounds right, right? Mercedes. So either way, let's just say California is the least affordable, which is shocking to <laughs> no one. So... Um, yeah yep that's pretty much yeah so california is not affordable so once well, again i did look up when i was driving through ohio once i was looking up houses and you could buy a house for like forty two thousand dollars. wow yeah. yeah could you imagine no you can't buy a car for that anymore <laughs> exactly it's it, it honestly the disparity when you go to different areas is really crazy um it, it, like because i mean living in the midwest you know i've seen some of that even in like my hometown it was cheaper but i mean even those now are getting more expensive you know it's across the board but yeah it's, it's crazy when you look at some of these markets especially west coast the midwest the east coast like the pacific um northwest and like the um new england area are very similar i feel like in the cost at least in some of the main areas like because the first experience i ever had with this random sidebar is when i lived in connecticut for a while like because i'd gone from my the quad cities where i'm from um whoop, whoop, um which was pretty you know cheap overall because we're far away from anything 
relevant and then for me to say it was fair um and then i lived in orlando which was cheap back then you know it was we hadn't seen a big migration there's totally you know other than you know kind of retirees you know it was pretty cheap relative you know to a lot of other places and then i moved to connecticut and i was like what is going on here like it's connecticut like i didn't realize like i lived in new haven and um for just a comparison i had a one bedroom in connecticut and it costs more than my studio apartment in downtown Chicago when I moved there. I was like, what the heck is happening here? Like, it didn't make sense, but. They have all the, the most expensive zip code, I think, in America is in Connecticut. Yeah, you're yeah, right now. The old money, all the old money, because if you think about it, East Coast was established way before West Coast. So, yep. so if you have money, it's like generational over there. Over here, it's like Silicon Valley and all the tech companies. Yeah. Has it always been like expensive in the Pacific Northwest? I mean, I could see on the ocean, but like, I mean, like when you were growing up, like Natalie, because you're from, are you from that area your mm -hmm. whole life? I didn't feel like Oregon was expensive until recently, like within the last okay. 10 years when we had this influx of Californians moving in. And now everyone's moving back out. California? No. <laughs> it was like California, but serious. It's like, yeah, it, it's it like California true. got expensive first. And so you either went like Everybody else suffered north or south. It was like Arizona yep. or. Oregon. Yep. Now, and then it... and Washington, I feel like Washington was more expensive than Oregon for a long time because of Seattle and sure. Amazon and Jeff Bezos, Microsoft. Yeah. And yeah. All that stuff. Now what Denver, wasn't that similar? I mean, I feel like back, like when we were younger, it wasn't as expensive was, I mean, now it's no, much more, yeah. but it's again, it's the same thing. They just have had the population growth has been insane. So, I mean, the Denver airport, you it's a joke to fly into Denver because it takes 45 minutes to actually get to Denver from the Denver airport. But yep. now the suburbs have like crept all the way out to basically where the airport's at, which is insane. It used to just be farmland and nothing, yep. 45 minutes of nothing, prairies. But yep. uh yeah, they've grown quite a bit. My parents, my parents like built their house for like two hundred thousand okay. dollars and their land because they're in golden, they're oh yeah. It's valued over like two million now. And that's in a matter of they built it in 2000 so that's 24 years that's it's, crazy yeah you wow. can't afford i can't i wouldn't be able to afford to live in golden now and that's where my, my parents lived because they didn't have money <laughs> so yep. it's changed yeah. a lot it's the whole i mean i think that's all of america i'm sure every town is experiencing that to some extent and then people that get out price they move to these other cities and then the same thing <laughs> happens to those cities so oh it's true it kind of makes you wonder it's like we're can you go to not have that happen? That's a like, for lack of a word, say that's like a safe environment still. Cause you know, I mean, obviously, you know, you're going to, that's going to have some, you know, thing, you know, that's involved in there as well, but it's like, where can you find like the happy medium? And I don't really know the answer anymore. I mean, now maybe it becomes a little bit easier in some capacity because of working from home. So some people can kind of live out, you know, in maybe areas that previously they wouldn't have been able to because they were kind of farther out and, you know, now with Amazon delivering, you know, so, I mean, it does open up more, but here kind of what we're speaking of that only goes so far. Cause then eventually if everyone starts doing that again, then these different areas are going to get slightly bigger. So, I mean, it ends up just kind of being, where does it all go? I mean, where do you go from here? I don't know. I don't know. Akron, Ohio. <laughs> Apparently, that's right. Akron and um, East Lansing, <laughs> and yeah. maybe you know, Indianapolis being on there is kind of interesting to me to be in, in, to be honest because that's a that's a you know it's a big city. So, and Carmel's a very nice suburb for what it's worth. Um, we go there whenever we go to uh, Deer Creek, which is um 
awesome outdoor music venue we go and see like some bands out there we're actually hopefully going to go for three concerts out there again this this year with my daughter so you know we're waiting for them to be announced we already have a hotel out in carmel but it's a really beautiful downtown area they got like a little artsy district and some nice you know local restaurants so i mean it's a, it's cool so i mean that area is blowing up even so i got a feeling in maybe a couple more years that's not going to be on the list either. that's the thing it's like it's if people don't know about it like and then as soon as they and i think social media changed a lot of these places that were maybe like unknown. I mean, that happened to Golden actually. Like they had this, I will just say in 2020, there's no traffic in the town of Golden, Colorado. And I would go visit a couple times a year. Okay. Somebody made a TikTok about like spending the day and what to do in Golden, Colorado. And now you can't even yep. like you hit people when you're just trying to go down the road now. It's, they had to like make, like lines on the trails by the water for like you go this way you walk this way because there's so many people and it's because of this tiktok so i imagine like social media has effect on some of these towns that are quaint and you know unique mm. and cute so yeah don't even get a start on the leaf peepers oh my gosh the leaf peepers in vermont yeah they've really ruined vermont <laughs> oh, and also, yeah and it like, pisses us off yeah and we've never did it <laughs> what is this real quick i don't understand what you're talking about so <laughs> Chelsea and I made a little trip out to Vermont to visit a customer and did some leaf peeping while we were out there. Turns out it's a whole thing. You haven't heard of it? We'd never heard of it either. We didn't know it was a real term, leaf peepers. I've never heard this before. It's like, you know, when the leaves turn for the fall and then you're on Instagram and you have a hat and these cute boots and like a cute jacket and you go and you stand in front of like a a cabin or a long road and all the leaves are changing and you have your Instagram boyfriend take your picture. That's what yeah, I've never people. encountered that personally. I cannot personally relate to that dressing up and having my Instagram boyfriend take my picture, but you know, I could see how that could be a thing. <laughs> in Vermont, people like stop in the middle of the roads and cause accidents. Like it's a huge deal. There's a town in Vermont that actually shut down. They said no leaf peepers in this town. You're not allowed to come here because it was like too much traffic on the town. So once again, it it's a so people ruining things for everyone as usual. Exactly. Like, cool. TikTok, Thanks, TikTok. It's like people yep. that stand on monuments and the mon monument breaks, you know? Oh, that. yeah. That's super cool, too. Super cool. <laughs> Yay. Anyway. This is why we can't have nice things, people. Why we exactly. can't have nice things. Yep. Well, uh, is there any, any last story we have to know today before we wrap up? Well, I think just the one easy one that we kind of touched on a lot is the lumber prices at the end of last week, you know, the lumber price index, uh, it was down 1% or $5. So it was at uh 473. So, you know, easy peasy, you know, just kind of, you know, end on that. So, you know, yeah, that's all I got. All right. They're up then they're down and then they're out. They're yes. Then they're no. I don't know what goes after that. <laughs> I'm not gonna sing, but I know what you're singing. At least you knew that. <laughs> well, on that note, we will quit singing and leave you to your day. Yes. Thank you so much, Trent. A wonderful update. Long episode today, but that's all right. You learned a lot. Cool. Learned a lot. Yeah, learned a lot about tanning. So that covered was a lot of. Right? Yes, we covered a lot of ground. <laughs> Until next time. Bye. Bye. Okay.